Today's Bible reading is from Galatians, and it's chapter 3, and I'm going to read from verse 23 to 25. If you want to look that up in the Bibles, it's page 1170, and that's chapter 3, verses 23 to 25. Before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come would be revealed. So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. Now that this faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. Here's a question then. Oh, my, my telephone's gone funny. Here's a question for the young ones. All right, for a Fredo Prize, a spelling test. Spelling, a spelling test, yes. How do you spell... And now, what are you going to have to do? Because I think several people might know the answer and you'll all get upset if you don't all get a Fredo. you have to come and whisper it in my ear. How do you spell law? Very good, very good. Who's next to tell me? Because I'm sure you all want to. Oh, Evie, can you do the prizes? Oh, Frankie. Yeah, very good. <laughs> Frankie got it right. One for Frankie. Matthew. Very good, very good. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll do. Noah? That's good enough. Thank you very much. This way, this way, this way. What do you think, Hannah? Chocolate. That's the word. There you go. Does that work? There we are. L A. All you big people knew that, didn't you? So what do you think? What comes into your mind when you hear the word law? Law. Police. People? People in wigs. Matthew? Gavels. All right. Law. More things to do with the law. Rules. Something you can break. Behaviour. Very good. You can keep. You can keep them or break them. Very good. Law. Anything else? All right. Now, now then, what comes into your mind if we put this word in front of it? This is a word maybe for the big people. What comes into your mind now? Judgment. Islam. Very good. Let's not make value judgments, please. Restrictions, maybe. Well, let's not go there. Let's just keep this on a, on a more general note. Make the value judgment about it. Matthew? Sorry? Okay, okay. That's fine. Islam, which John said, certain rules that faiths have to follow. John said Islam, 
which is good. When I asked Evie earlier on, she said different, which is also good. When we put Sharia in front of the word law, we know that it applies to a particular people that is separate from the law that we might keep. That makes sense, doesn't it? It's other, it's different. Well, when St Paul writes in his letter to the Ephesians about the law, there's a guest coming through the door, if we could greet her. Oh, it's Jenny. Does that mean it doesn't matter? No. <laughs> it's Jenny! Oh, it is Jenny! <laughs> when St Paul talked about the law, he was talking about a very specific thing. He was talking about the Jewish law that was called Torah. Torah. So, when we read it, we know that he's talking to a specific group of people, all right? And they were the Jews. Now then, the Torah law. The Torah law could apply to the first five books of the Bible. There's a two Fredo Prizes for one child who can tell me the first five books of the Bible. What's the first book of the Bible? Not the resurrection, no. Okay, well, here's an adult. Come on, adult. First five books of the Bible. Janet. Uh, not sure the order's right, but uh, Genesis, yeah. Exodus, Very good, and in the right order. So where's the Fredo Prizes for Janet? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. Very good, that's five. Or it could mean, because there was all sorts of things written about the, the uh, first five books of the Bible, all the commentary, all the tradition. It could mean the whole thing. The Torah could apply, if you were a really strict kind of Jew, to the, one, for the five books, or it could mean the whole thing. Yes? Okay, now, this is how the law works. All right? It's, it's the law of stairgates. The stairgate is like a prison. It keeps you locked in. And St. Paul says that when he says, before the coming of this faith, we were held in custody under the law, locked up until the faith that was to come was revealed. Locked up, bound in by the law, restricted. You could only do these certain things or you had to do these certain things. Who amongst us does not know the feeling of standing at the stair gate and wanting to get out? I hope you do. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming, yes, indeed. So we were locked up, or the Jews were locked up by their law. But then, see, stair gates also work in the other way. They stop you going over the edge. They stop, they keep you in the place of freedom, in the place of safety. Do you see? And Paul says that about the law too. He says, so the law was our guardian. Our guardian. The law keeps us, keeps them safe so that we might be justified 
until Christ came, justified by faith. Do you see how the law goes both ways? It's like a prison, but it also keeps us safe. So, by the law, then, the Torah law, can you say Torah, Frankie? Very good. I'd give you a Fredo, but you've run off. By the Torah, the people knew God. And they knew his ways, even if they couldn't keep his ways. Because it's pretty difficult to keep a law all the time, isn't it? Is that right? When did you last break the law of your home? <sighs> Evie, they said, tidy up your room. Oh, no, that's me. <laughs> oh, that's this Evie. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, well, I tell you, I should have put a picture of Evie's room up on the there. <laughs> tidy up, yeah, yeah. See, it's not always easy to keep the law, but they knew the ways, and they knew God because of his ways. And they also, because of the law, knew who they belonged to. They knew they belonged to God because it was his law, but they also knew that the other people who had that law were also the people they belonged to. Do you get it? So, before the faith came... There was the law, locked up, kept safe, belonging to one another. So I thought it would be interesting. Now, I know there could be people here who aren't British, and I know there could be people here who become British, or there could be people here who don't want to be British anymore. All right, I know that. But what does it mean? to be British. Let's think about our belonging. What, what, what would you put up there? Who? Queuing. Very good. Evie, what else does it mean to be British, if you were British? Having a king and a queen. Very good. The clan imperial. That's what you were going to say. Anything else about being British? Graham? The, we're talking about the weather. <laughs> Parliament, very good. Any more? Driving on the <laughs> driving on the left, Matthew. Drinking tea and scones. Tea and scones. <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, NHS hospital treatment. Very good. Fish and chips. Come on, come on, come on. More British things, Matthew. Good jams, especially the tip tree jams. Reserved. Stiff upper lip. Strawberries and cream. Matthew. Good. Good which? Accents. Accents. Nadia, who is not British. Do we do that? Do we do that enough? The British, please, thank you, and sorry. Nepo, do you want to come in? <laughs> T-shirts and jeans. Not when I'm preaching, please. Oh, Matthew. Cricket. 
Yeah. Oh, Matthew again over here. Ooh. The happy hour. Well, look, let's see. Let's see what. Here we are. Fish and chips, telephone boxes, bulldogs, parliament, got that one. Roast beef, Yorkshire pudding, cricket, London buses, marmite. Doctor Who. Roast beef. There's the Crown Imperial there. Jam roly poly. Oh, Janet. Yes, James Bond. Still is at the moment James, isn't it? Because it could become Jane. Jane Bond. Would that be very sure? Red Robins, cups of tea. Multicultural. Very good. Thank you very much. Matthew. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's it. Oh, there we are now. Who? Not winning at football. <laughs> I like it. Yes, indeed. Oh, and chicken tikka masala, by the way, is thoroughly English. It's made up, and no Indian or Pakistani person would eat chicken tikka masala in India or Pakistan. They never had it, and they've never heard of it. Apparently, it's an English invention in Birmingham. Anyway, more of this later on. Let's say our sorry prayer together. Lord Jesus, when our words, our thoughts and actions have hurt others, we are sorry. Amen. And now we're going to have our offertory song, In Christ Alone. Oh, I apologise. Sorry, I need to give the absolution. Did it come up on the screen? The Lord is quick to forgive everyone who comes to him truly sorry. So be at peace. We are forgiven and made a new creation in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're still in Galatians chapter 3. And we're going to read from 26 to 29. So, in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have closed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So that's where we were, remembering that being British kind of encompasses all of these, these things and more, all the things that you'd said. Now, the flag is an interesting thing because you could describe the British flag by its colours. Judy? Very good. Or you could describe it by what it's made of. Oh, it's kind of... That's a different kind of made of, but you're quite right. Bit of fabric, bit of cloth. <laughs> That's it. Or you could even describe a, a kind of what it does when the wind blows. 
flies, flaps, yeah, that kind of stuff. But actually, more deep and meaningful is what Matthew was saying, is what it represents. The British flag, well, it represents Scotland, Ireland, Wales, and Northern Ireland, not forgetting. Uh, but it means all of those other things. Marmite, red telephone boxes, and London buses. And, and all of those other good things, all, all that's wrapped up in the history of the nation, that's really what the flag is about, isn't it? Yes, it is, to me. That is really what the flag's about, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well done. Now, you have seen, when we go to the Olympics, or, well, what's coming up? The Commonwealth Games, isn't it? Might not see it so much there, of course. Uh, but all the, these big games, the athlete, they go running down the track and the British person is in the, in the lead and they win. And they win. <laughs> and then they go on a lap of honour, don't they? And they get the, you're right there, Jane. Look, they get the flag and they wrap themselves up in the flag. Because what they're saying is, I love roast beef and Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> and red London buses. They're saying all that, all that this flag represents, I carry on my shoulders to victory as I have run this race. We know that. We've seen that. And Paul says, now that faith has come. See, there's been a change for the Jews and actually for the whole world. A change. Used to be the law. Remember that? But now it's faith. Now, here's the difference. Isn't it difficult, Evie, to keep the law? Yes, it is. How would it be if I kept every home rule for you? If I did it? And all you have to do is trust that I'll do it for you. And you wouldn't have to do it anymore. Would that be good? That's got to be a good deal, hasn't it? Or, yeah, kind of. Or, let me put it another way, right? You go down to the supermarket with your mum. And she says, what do you want for tea? And you say, scampi. And she puts it in the basket. And when she comes to the tills, she says, okay, give me the money for the scampi. Yeah, yeah no, it's not, no chance really, is there? You're not going to pay for the scampi. Your mum pays for the scampi, doesn't she? And all you do is trust when you go to the supermarket that your mum's going to do it. That makes sense, doesn't it? Well, here's the thing. We could not, the Jews could not keep the law. But Jesus does it. And so we trust him now that faith has come. Faith to trust Jesus to do the things that we can't do for ourselves. So no longer the law, but Christ now, some interesting things begin to happen then. 
all God's children. He says, you are all God's children in Christ through faith. So everybody who puts faith in Jesus, doesn't matter where they come from, doesn't matter about the colour of their skin, doesn't matter what their national heritage is, they're all God's children. Doesn't matter whether you're British and to wear the flag, you can all be in. Because you're all God's children. That's good news, isn't it? No one's left out. Very good. Where are we? Now, then he goes on to say in the next verse, you're all God's children because you've all been baptised into Jesus. Do you remember your baptism? Very good. Do you remember that, being baptised? Maybe not. Do you remember (laughs) being at somebody else's baptism, maybe? You've seen that. He says, all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourself in Christ. Now, when I lived in the Lake District, it's a very wet place, so I had to buy myself a big coat because it rained for 56 days on the trot when I first got there. It was most depressing. So I bought this big coat, right? Come on then, put it on. That's it, on there and on there. Ooh. Well, that's okay. Come here, though. Come here, though. That's it. Because I think we can get... No, 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 go, go, don't go away. Just keep your left arm in. Take your right arm out. That's it. Stand here right in front of me. I think we can get somebody else in, Evie, can't we? Come on, Evie. Come and get in this coat. Now, there's two of you. How's that? Two of you in my coat. Oh, are you coming in too, Matthew? You gonna st- Hello? Are you going to... Frankie? You're going to stand, Hannah, come on then, in you go. You see, you see, it's a big coat, isn't it? Now, look, are you standing on Don't go away, don't go away. Squeeze in, squeeze into this coat. Let's see if we can't zip it up. That's the very word. All right, here we go, here we go. Zip, zip, zip. All right, right, here we go. Zip, arm in, arm in. Zip, zip, zip. There we are. He says, all of you who were baptised in Jesus are one. Are you all right in there, Frankie? (laughs) She's right down there, look. Now, you are all one in Christ. (laughs) And it's a good thing. You're all one in Christ because you're a little bit squeezed in, aren't you? A bit squeezed, a bit constrained, maybe. Jesus, but Jesus, you see, (laughs) it's a raincoat and it keeps you dry. (laughs) There we are. (laughs) There we are. Right. Did you get wet? Yes. No. Oh, well, you did because I missed. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Good job, Frankie. Well done. Off you go and sit down now. Thank you. 
Is she all right? Do you want to get wet? <laughs> right. Now, I've got some wondrous things to say now. So sit back on your chairs because this is the important stuff now, okay? Do you get it? All of you who were baptised in Christ are clothed in Christ. You've put him on. It's as if all of us together have Christ wrapped around us, helping us be safe, protecting us from the world's uh, evils. And he goes on to say then that actually there's no difference between male and female or if you were a slave or a free person or if you were a Jew who used to have the law or you're a Gentile person who wasn't a Jew who never had the law, you are all one in Christ. Jesus brings us all together. Everybody in the whole wide world can belong to him if they want to, by faith. And that means, he says in the last verse that we had read to us, if you belong to Christ, then all the promises God has ever made to his people are given to you. You don't have to earn them, you don't have to do anything for them, they are given to you, every promise. And all of that, of course, is fulfilled in Jesus, who does say, follow me and I will give you all that the Father has given me. So on this Father's Day, you can tell us and remind us that actually there's no difference between male and female. Do you know, we're all one in Christ. So don't let them put their feet up too much today, girls, all right? <laughs> They can still put that shelf up the afternoon. <laughs> We're all one in Christ and inheritors of his promises. Amen. <laughs>